Hello and welcome to Mosh Pet. I'm Cy Beckwith. And I'm Ellie Kumar. In this episode, we're going to do dream supergroups. Yes, I love a supergroup. So we chatted about supergroups, so there were some examples that were thought of. So do you want to run through a couple of those first, Ellie? Yeah, so, I mean, there's loads of bands that I didn't realise were supergroups that I just sort of heard of as, like, bands and then realised, oh no, there's lots of people from... Di- so Audio Slave. Audio Slave were the example it's that probably I think the of. Because they're one, some really, really strong... Like band members so, who are really successful in their own right. Like Chris Cornell, I think he's he sings for Audio Slave, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Cornell's the one as well who I think is great for a super group because he can do a lot. So he could be in loads of different super groups of different genres. I think his voice lends itself. It's quite. Well. He's quite. Um, man- not manipulative. What's the word? <laughs> well, legally edit that out just in case. <laughs> He's uh, malleable. Malleable, that's the word. Oh, I feel like men have probably been prosecuted for crimes by you, Ellie, when you were trying to compliment them. I was, I was trying to say nice, though. It was out to compliment you. Yeah. You're a malleable man, Cornell. And then it's Rage Against the Machine, isn't it? Or Tom Morello in it. Yes. Yeah. Which, and it's great. And yeah, it was one of, I didn't, for years, had no clue that that was considered a supergroup because I just thought it was a band. Um, who else we got? Velvet Revolver. Yes. Again, I didn't, mainly because I didn't know a lot about Guns N' Roses, like, as a, they weren't really on my radar, so I was like, oh, this is a song, I like it. And Axl Rose isn't on it, which is good. That's the best part, really, isn't it? He's a bell isn't he? <laughs> Axl Rose. Are we adding him to the list of uh, feuds? Yeah. I said, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want a feud with Axl Rose, he just seems tedious. Yeah, he'd be boring, he'd just send you lots of legal like, letters from his yeah. lawyer, wouldn't he? Uh, different. It's just, oh, he's tiresome. Because, like, I mean, Guns N' Roses aren't, like, all that. And it's not like he's an amazing singer. Uh, he's not a very good singer. Like, you in my opinion. No, you, I agree. You couldn't put him in a supergroup because his voice isn't that great. Like, and when, he wouldn't work in a supergroup because he would have to be the big cheese. Yeah, that's a very metal term, at least. <laughs> Is it because we did a Christmas, just recorded a Christmas episode? We were talking about, about cheese. cheese. I'm thinking about cheese. I've not had breakfast today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Ax- Axel Rose's next band's going to be called Le Grand Fromage. <laughs> it's just him. That's his super group. It's him and four people Mirrors. dressed as cheese. Oh, and who are also mirrored because yeah. he and I love himself. Lovely. Excellent. Okay, so we'll move on from him. Um, but there's other examples of super groups. It's basically when you've got loads of people from other bands form a new band and that is the super group. So what we're going to do is create our own dream supergroup. So this episode's going to be yours, Ellie. It is. How do you want to list them? Do you want honourable mentions? Do you want to go instrument by instrument? I'm going to go instrument by instrument. I don't really have any honourable mentions. However, I do have multiple singers. Yeah, I did that. I did the same. We're looking at this maybe a little bit like Blazing Squad. So uh, we've just got hundreds of people on stage in one go. My supergroup, just to let you know, is exclusively all members of Blazing Squad. I don't think that counts as a supergroup. No, because I've got Kenzie, right? Oh, and okay. I've got the other ten. <laughs> and that's my supergroup. Do you remember any of the others' names? No. No, I, I didn't even remember Kenzie so well. Done I remember that. Kenzie was on Big Brother. I reckon uh, yeah. people could name more members of, like, so Solid Crew's the other one with loads of members, yeah. aren't they? But that's also because in the song they keep shouting the names a lot. I can't remember any of their names, though. Do you not even remember Lisa Mafia? Lisa Mafia. That's a real name as well, you know. Is she in Blazing Squad? She's in Blazing no. Squad. And that's a real name. She's not. It's not like a, a rap name. Lisa Mafia is her real name. Well, good for her for having a cool name. We've already got off topic. We have. <laughs> Fortunately, they only speak in 21-second bursts, so 
just 21 second bursts and you're done. So that's them. Uh, none of them are in your super group. Sadly not, no. Although maybe I'll rethink. Um, so also just as like a caveat, this is a super group where like everyone who I've mentioned is at the peak of their like performing career ability. Like there's a few slightly older names on it, but not now. But that's like, fair enough. As they were. So I'm going to start with guitars. Right, okay. So I've got two guitarists, but that I feel is fine for a band. Because yeah, you can have two or three. I've gone three, I think. Yeah. So my first guitarist is to kind of, to lay the groundwork, is Ray Toro from My Chemical Romance. Oh, nice. Just because I think he is a very, very good guitarist. We've talked before how I think he's quite underrated because he really makes My Chemical Romance sound much better. Yeah. And like, he's very skilled. He's very good at playing in different styles his stuff always sounds really clean and really professional. So he's sort of the the guitarist for, like, building the sound. Excellent. And then my other guitarist to do the fancy shit is Herman Lee from Dragon Force. Lovely. Because oh. who wouldn't want that? They'd go well together as well, because Toro can solo, so they could play off They can play really off well, against yeah. each other, which was a big thing for Dragon Force, was the sort yeah. of guitar battles. So I think they would complement each other really well. Oh, they've both got good hair. They've got excellent hair. They can have hair battles. I mean, hair is also a big part of my band, which, again, I didn't mean to do, but, like, actually looking at the list, there's a lot of good hairstyles. It's a strong look. Yeah. Make for a good album cover. And I just, yeah. And I mean, I love Dragon Force. I think it's great. I think they're really fun. And obviously fun is important. Yeah. Um, And then I'm going to add, like, the keyboard side of things. Because I think that, like, works well as a whole. Yeah. Um, so I've picked... And this adds to the hair. Maybe it's just the guitar section that's got good hair. Right. Um, Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria. Oh, nice. Because... So I, di- I didn't pick him as a singer because I've got too many singers. But you've got, like, you can do what... You could do one song. Yeah. Like, you often get that when there's, like, a really talented singer in a band and then they'll come to the front to do, like, their... Their, their track that they've wrote. Yeah, and I really wanted him in the band. I just yeah. wanted to include him. No, that's like, good. And he's a really good keyboard player as well. Yeah, that's um, nice that you've got keyboards because I haven't got keyboards. Well, I don't, you know, I don't need a keyboard all the time, but sometimes they just really add to... Yeah. And I don't like leaving people out. I was, no, that's fair enough. I just didn't have any in because it's just too, like, stadium rock for me. Uh, fair enough. I don't I, like, yeah. Honestly, I had a list of, like, 25 people... I was like, I want all of you. How I can I include you in my band? It's thoughtful and I understand why you would have keyboards because that's the type of sound I imagine you want your band to sound like. Yeah. I also do like, you know, when someone in a band does their one song so they only get to sing on one and you can tell the rest of the band are just half-horsing it because, like, the proper bad jad the rest of the band into doing it and the song isn't as good as any of the others and it always sounds a little bit different, like, genre-wise. Oh, it's like Queen, isn't it? With, um... Drive my, I uh, love my car, or I'm in love with my car, or something ridiculous like that. I which, don't know which one you mean. Oh, I, I can't remember what the song's called. It's about his car, right? And it was written by the bass player, John Deacon. Yeah, I could be getting all of this wrong. I'm really sorry. It's like when the Beatles let Ringo sing as yeah. well. Roger Taylor wrote a lot of. Uh, Maybe it was Roger Taylor. Yeah, the drummer. Maybe it was the drummer. I'm sure he wrote a few of the songs. Yeah. He produced, you know, Jimmy Nail's, um, was it, hang on, it was the cover. I was loved on if you have any more. I'm bringing Jimmy Nail back I'm into it. I'm not bringing Jimmy Nail back into it. He's in my band. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he should have been, I should, oh. 
I'm really annoyed now because the thought of like a heavy metal version of Crocodile Shoes with Jimmy Neil <gasps> doing it. That would be excellent. But and it'll tie back because Roger Taylor produced Jimmy Neil's Love Don't Live Here Anymore. Oh, okay. And Jimmy Neil apparently walked in and went, I'm singing it three times and you better get the best out of that that you can and I'm Classic off. Jimmy Neil. It is. And then... Jimmy Neil, right. Uh, so, Jimmy Neil's not in your band then? Sadly not, although, you know. I mean, this, see, because as we're talking about this, there's people I'm thinking of in my... I mean, not Jimmy Neil. PJ and Dunga. <gasps> oh, no. Now you've said that. But the band could come on and Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Yes, love that. Do you know the Let's Get Ready to Rumble, how it's got nature in? So it's Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Is it? Yeah, they spell it wrong. So it might be because they're stupid, but... <laughs> It could also be because Michael Buffer, we only read a lot about Michael Buffer on Wikipedia last day. Do you know Michael Buffer? I don't know who this is. So he's a ring announcer who, he invented, let's get ready to rumble. He invented Uh, that and he trademarked it. Yes, right. I knew that that was trademarked. I don't know why I knew that. He trademarked it. Uh, So that's why they had to spell it differently? I think so. That's so clever. And his brother is his manager and also sometimes does the same thing of like ring announcing. Does he get, is he allowed to say, let's get ready to rumble? Yeah, I think he gets to say it, because when he does it, when you can't get, like, Big Michael Buffer, you get Little Jimmy Buffer. Right. Little Jimmy <laughs> Buffer. That sounds like a, actually, that sounds like a country and western singer. There's Jimmy Buffett, isn't there? That's what I'm thinking uh, of. Yeah. That, yeah. They're different people. Yeah, oh, damn it. Okay. But, right, Jimmy Buffett has an older brother called Michael Buffett, who is better. Also, I like that Buffett sounds like Buffy in, like, a really Geordie accent. Yes, nice. We'll have a lovely little Christmas Buffett. Is this because we've not had any food yet today? Yeah, really and we're still hungry, talking right. about food? All right, let's crack through this episode and get right. some snacks. Okay, Who where else did I get to? So, yeah. Got your guitars, you've got your keyboard. Guitars and keyboards, yeah. Claudia Sanchez, also got great hair. Yeah. Adds to the hairstyles. Um, so, I'm going to bring in my... Right, oh, I've not got a bass player. Why? Because I couldn't think of any. I can play bass, I'll just be in it. All right, you can do That's it. That's a laugh, isn't it? Why have you... Could you not think of any bass players? Like, I could think of bass players in bands... But none that really, like, stuck out to me as, yeah, that's... Um, like, because you don't listen to a song and think, what a bass line. You see, now, I listen to bass oh. players, because I'm a bass player, but I listen to drummers more because as a bass player, I play off what the drummer's doing. Okay. The thing I hear on records, more than I hear the bass, is the drums. I listen for what the drummer's doing, and I get really impressed by drummers. Yeah. But as a bass player... Bass players should often go unnoticed. I don't like when bass is at the fore of a record. I don't like that sound. I it don't seems like... weird. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, as a bass player, and not to ruin your episode, but like, who are some good like bass players? So there's one that in my episode that stands head and shoulders. Right. Above okay. Most. So we won't mention them. Let's try and think who else. So a lot of the bass players that I really like. Again, you should go understated. So I'm going to talk about punk ones first. But like yeah. Paul Simonon from the Clash is a really good bass yeah. player because he draws on reggae influences and it proper drives the sound of that band forward. So that's why he stands out. Uh, let's think of other ones. Chai Cheng from Deftones. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good because that's like a bit of a Musos band. Yeah. But there's a really interesting bass sound there that drives it all forward but then I love stuff like Alexis on Fire which is really just straightforward quite simple bass player I don't like things when it sounds really like too grandiose because I don't like that sound of a bass I like it when it's played with a plec rather than with fingers yeah I don't like it to sound too rounded I want like a crunchy little sound crunchy good word but you could get some of your mostly a guitarist can play a bass because I'll be honest a bass is just an easier way of playing yeah guitar it's less strings is it yeah, it's four, not six. Oh, yeah, of it can't be more, but then people who play basses with loads of strings, I'm not down for either. Okay, so the question is, are you allowed to be in the band? Because do you count as 
a rock star to be in the supergroup. I've just started a band of exclusively comedians, Ellie. Okay, so... well there we go. Okay, fine. Yeah, you can be you can be in the band, and that's obviously going to be a smash in it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, so I've got multiple singers because I like different genres. I want different songs to sound like different. So we've got um, unclean vocals, and I've picked Christopher Christensen. I think that's how you say his name. I'm really sorry if it's not. He's in Dead by April. Right. Um, who I love. I think they're really underrated. They've been around for ages as well. And people are like, oh, is this a new band? It's like, no, they've been around since Yeah, like- they're a band that have largely passed me by. Yeah. They have, because they, they sound quite similar all the way through, but they've gone through quite a lot of changes with like lineups and stuff. Also, I just want to shout out to the drummer who has, um, who's missing an eye and has like an electro eye which glows wow. on stage that's amazing it's awesome if you watch videos of them you can see it that's class yeah and it like lights up and it's like neon if you've only got one eye though an eye patch is quite a metal look because it's very piratey in it yeah it makes you look tough and like grizzled yeah. like Gabrielle looked nails she didn't she, she had both it. eyes you know she it was just because she had a lazy eye she wore the eye patch but do you remember all the kids at school like there was always that one kid in the class that had a lazy eye and had like a big plaster stuck over it all the time yeah that's, like, if, if you less got, metal look yeah the plaster and glasses is less metal <laughs> that's more like playing bass in Weezer yeah oh Weezer's bass player's really good yeah the first one actually the second one's really good the first one's more interesting he can not be in the band but yeah that's a I mean, that is he going to take your spot that's the question are you I'm willing to give it up. I'm, I'm going to train one of these singers up on bass and I'll just step back, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I, I don't have the time, Ellie. I've overcommitted. I don't know if I can do all the dates. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I tried. You've got your own, you've got your own super group to manage later, next week. Um, yeah, so that's Unclean Vocals. Um, so, singers. I, one of my favourite people, just in general, not even just like as a musician, but people in general, is Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Right, yeah. She's just amazing. I love her. I want to be her. She's like my girl crush. Um, but she's got a phenomenal voice as well. She does, because they've done quite a lot of covers of like really classic like metal songs. So their cover of Straight Through the Heart by Dio is just amazing. And I love it. And I listen to that song so much. Um, they're very inspired by like Metallica and sort of, but she's really just nice. She's, she really cares about like the fans and I really love her and I really rate her as a person. And she's an amazing singer. So she's like my top vocalist. Solid choice. Because I love, I've always loved band, like that sort of era of the female fronted goth metal. So bands like Evanescence and Within Temptation and Nightwish and stuff. So I love really heavy music, but like a proper singing voice. Like a woman with a great singing voice. I thought you'd put some of that in. I expected this to have your So like Hailstorm aren't that kind of, that's not the sort Mm -hmm. of music they do. It's much more sort of like classic rock and classic metal. But a good super group is different to what the main band is. Yes. So that's a good choice. And I think she could sing like anything. Yeah, it's great. So she's one of my singers. Um, I've also picked Joachim Broden from Sabaton. Lovely. Because his voice is just awesome. And it's like chocolate. Yeah, it's like, a good blend there for your singers. Yeah. Would you have the other, so when one of them singing, would you have the other two doing backing vocals with like, you know, like synchronised dance routines like these oh, two and told it? Oh, absolutely. It's good. And I think, because I think, yeah, I think, you know, the Claudio could come out from behind his keyboard and do a little dance. I think they could all get in, get in on that. Sounds lovely. It's going to be amazing. Um, and yeah, and I just think their voices also would complement each other. 
because I think they're both quite strong vo- voices, but very different. And yeah, very it's different great And so we get to the final pick, which some might say is the most important part of the band, the drummer. Yeah, drummers are difficult. I would have played in more bands if it wasn't for drummers. They just go missing all the time. Like, you'll go, oh, you turn up at band practice and they'll text you and be like, oh, sorry, I'm in Holland. And you're like, oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> Is it not because they always get forgotten and get left on the side of the road or, like, at service stations? Uh, I think there's a reason that there's loads of jokes about drummers. Like, do you know what I mean? It's a popular thing that drummers are meant to be a bit stupid. Drummers are great. I think it's just difficult. As I suppose as people. But, I mean, you have to have them, really. Oh, yeah, the critical of the like, band. It's one of those, you know, we could get rid of the unclean vocals. We could get rid of the keyboard. Can't really get rid of the drummer. Though, no, can it's we? yeah, it's critical because you do need it. Although you can get drum machines now, so. Well, I feel like you might you might enjoy the prospect of a drum machine after you hear my pick. Let's find out. Who do you think it is to start with? Have you picked Lars Ulrich? I haven't. Oh, that would have been good. I would. I was. I'm, yeah, I'm pleased none of it did. Because I feel like if he's listening, that'll really cut him deep. I have picked the one and only. The best drummer in the world. Oh, you picked Phil Collins? Yes! Get in. <laughs> of course, I oh, picked Phil Collins. Oh, I didn't Collins. even think. Oh, I thought I could smell him coming in the room and I'm ready for a fight. <laughs> it's a good show. I'd like to see Phil Collins drumming for a metal band. That's excellent. It is good, right? So, I, and I didn't just pick this to piss you off. He is a very good... Well, right, and so this is what I meant about sort of being at the peak of their, like, career yeah. and skill. Not necessarily right now. He was a very, very good drummer. Oh yeah, he's got like, you can do a big kit as well, like you yeah. can create a really good sound. He is a really good drummer. I think he would work well in a metal band because, so obviously Genesis is very like pop rock, it's very like mainstream rock, sort of of that 70s, which I do like, and I like all of those influences of like the 70s, and I love Genesis anyway. But I think it would translate really well into metal. He could go really fast. He could. You've also got as well, because there's no bass player, the risky running here is that he's going to get um, Mike from Michael Mechanics. Michael Mechanic, I think is his name. His It'll official like, yeah, legal Ma- name. Michael Mechanic's going to come and play bass now, and then he starts to turn it a bit Genesis-y. This is true. But I also like, I like that sound. I like Michael yeah. Mechanics. It's not, you know, I don't hate it. I like them doing something really heavy and then just going straight in, like Susu Studio or something like that. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. Yeah, Phil Collins yeah, is a good show. Phil Collins show. is my, my number one. I thought, it's nice that, I thought Lars Ulrich's probably the biggest bell end you could pick on drums, and then Phil Collins just appears just and he's like, up. hey. You forgot all about me. Yeah, good. Be, be, make some good music videos, I think, Phil Collins as yeah. well. Like, I feel, now he's got like an Oscar for singing in films, you'd want, want a good music video. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Is there anyone else that you want, like, around your band? So, I, I don't know, because I think too many people would probably get There'd be too many like clashing egos, and I did. I mean, obviously, I don't know any of the people that I've picked. I've never met them. I would love to, but I don't know what they're like as people. But I feel like they're all quite mellow. They're all quite chill. They just like music. They want to hang out, have a good time. I don't think I've picked anyone who's got like a massive ego or would be trying to make this their own band, their show. It's good. So I think they'd all like flow quite nicely together. What era... I'm just thinking about Phil Collins again. Of course you what are. What era Phil Collins? Because I really like the thought that it's like Phil Collins now, but these are all like young people and it's just like dads on drums. I mean, I think that would be hilarious. And I think as well he would be quite into it. Oh, he'd be massively into it, but he'd also be whinging because they haven't got the tax return done and stuff like that. Well, but he would keep them like 
on track because that's the other thing about bands if you're all like massive like hedonists and just having a great time you're never gonna get anywhere on time your shows are gonna be late you're not gonna like apply for the visas that you need to like go to europe because of brexit and all that nonsense so having like a dad figure would be like the person who keeps them all in line and is like right we filled all the forms in we've paid this we've done that you need one. That's how bands get successful. It's heartbreaking to say, but like now, you kind of get away with being hedonistic as much. You have to have like a bit of drive to you. They're the bands that do best. There's a few locally who've got that attitude who really treat it like a business and have done really, really well because they went, we want to be successful and get stuff made. Phil Collins will help you do that. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought I'd say anything pos- positive. See, about I'm Phil telling you. I'm telling you. I like that you are, but Phil Collins isn't. That's, it's not nothing to do with him, Phil. It's just because Ellie's put you in a band. Just because I talk about him every week. Yeah, it's good, it's a good show to have on drums. It's nice. So where, where, what venue do you want these playing? Are they a big stadium band? So I think they're all in bands that, you know, can sort of fill stadiums and do big, bigger shows. But I like the idea of them playing like a small venue, like... The O2 Academy in Newcastle. Trillions. Or Trillions. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. I don't... Would the stage in Trillions fit all of the equipment? Because we've got... The stage in Trillions wouldn't fit Phil Collins' kit. <laughs> just It's just the drum kit, nothing yeah. else. It's... the In the in Trillions, you can fit Phil Collins' drum kit, Phil Collins' ego, one audience member. Claudia Sanchez's hair, nothing else. Some hair, I don't even think Not all even the hair. whole hair. Yeah. It's also very sweaty in Trillions. I'd feel like the hair would expand there because would be of it. So- also... I mean, again, we've talked. You're a tall man, so you might not have experienced this as much at gigs. Sweaty hair in the face. Oh, that's not nice. It is not fun when you get a smack in. You know, obviously it could be worse. It could be like an arm or something. But sometimes you just get a little. Well, I wouldn't like that. And it's somebody's wet hair when they've been in the pit, and you're like, I don't know you. I don't want your hair in my mouth. I might be sick. Oh, it's horrible. I can taste it. It's awful. But you'll never have to experience this because you're tall. This is very true. And also for this band, we're going to have them a big, a big enough venue that you don't get that. Yes, and we're doing my stepped crowd control thing, where all the tall people have to stand at the back, and it gets progressively shorter as you get to the front. That's excellent. So that nobody is ever taller than you in front of you. And that also then is really nice because it's the opposite of what's on stage. Because I think Phil Collins is short, but he'd be at the back, so he'd be going down in height on oh, stage. Oh yeah. I think he's short. I don't know if I might have just imagined that. Is this just that. your projecting? Probably, yeah. Aye, because Phil Collins in it. So I've not thought of a name for them. That's what I was going to ask. Because I kept getting distracted by every time we I thought of the word supergroup. It made me think of the ABBA song Super Trooper. And then I just started singing that in my head. Why not call them the Super Troopers? Oh, yes. Yeah, there we go. Done. Because you've got Mike and the Mechanics playing, Michael Mechanic playing Michael bass Mechanic. now. You should call them Mike and the Super Troopers. But like he's never, he may not even always be in the band. But I like, I like the thought of that. He just pops up. It's like one of those like special prizes. It's like you go, you buy a ticket. Is Michael Mechanic going to be there today? He is yeah, well done. And then some names is Peter Gabriel because all Genesis. And then they just it? have a fight on stage. Yeah, oh, that'd be good. That's the way to end the show, though. Like Harry Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. That is a brilliant end at any gig. There we go. Dream Super Group. Dream Super Group. Lovely. So I'll do my next time. Can't wait to hear it. And until then, see you later, you little goths. See you later.